0: Warning, those who are easily shocked will be shocked by the information we unveil in this podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, Lift off. Look at them,
1: madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful?
0: I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps
2: live from the beruvian bat cave alfred get my microphone this is the award-winning stamp show here today episode number 216 brought to you by the southern nevada philatelic research center this is tom this is cash this is mark and i'm your host Don. oh yeah, yeah scott's not here today Oh!
0: And his name's not on the thing.
2: Yep. No, it isn't. Okay, this day in history has nothing to do with bird poop. You realize that? No, the whole thing is this day in history. Okay. All right.
0: You won't get fired. You sure you don't want to quit?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I have to read all of this? With Oh... This day in history. Do you know what the white stuff in bird poop is? That's bird poop, also. So, the Battle of Callao occurred this day in history in 1866 between a Spanish fleet and the fortified Peruvian port city of Callao over Seagull Poop.
3: Also, this is the anniversary of the Chernobyl disaster, Cinco de Mayo, May the 4th for Star Wars fans. May the 6th is when the first postage stamp was issued, and we are going with bird poop.
2: Anyways, (laughs) because reasons, right? Anyways, in 1866, the Spanish fleet bombarded the port of Cagall. Spain was trying to recover some prestige by recovering its lost colonies in the Americas. Spain began its campaign by seizing some islands, which were rich in seagull guano, and that is why this period is called the Guano Wars. Uh, Just for
3: your information, guano is a word from the Incan language. The Incas used guano harvesting from Peru's islands as fertilizer. The Incans fiercely guarded the guano and literally killed anyone who disturbed the birds or the islands where they pooped. And the Incans had magnificent guano. Thanks to the gigantic quantities of oily anchovies that the birds feast on, their poop is incredibly valuable. And on Peru's coastal islands, it never rains, so the guano just piles up.
2: Okay, Kaz, you're going to cut out what I'm going to say next. Okay. You really know your sh**. (laughs) No, I will bleep that. I'll bleep the (laughs) S word. (laughs) It was right there. It's like a piñata. You have to hit it. The Peruvian president began removing vast quantities of Peru's seagull guano to give to Spain to keep Spanish ships from threatening the Peruvian coastline. But in 1865, the seagull poop hit the fan after a change in government ended the guano shipments. Peru went on the defensive and the Battle of Callao was the result. So, is that the end of bird poop? Oh no, my listening friends, we haven't even gotten to the stamp collecting part of seagull poop saga. Nope. The War of the Pacific was a war between Bolivia and Peru, who were allied, and Chile. It lasted from 1879 to 1884, and was fought over Chilean claims on Pacific Coast territories of Bolivia. You may be saying, hey, wait, Bolivia does not border the Pacific. When the war ended, Chile took Bolivia's bird-poop rich coastal territories. But I get ahead of myself. In 1878, Bolivia imposed a tax on a Chilean mining company, despite Bolivia saying they wouldn't four years earlier. Chile protested. Bolivia refused to listen and considered it a subject of Bolivia's courts. Chile said, Oh yeah? Then Bolivia tried to auction off some seized Chilean property. The Chilean army occupied Bolivia's coastal port city of Antofagasta, and the seagulls were off and running. Or were they flying? Pooping. (laughs) Flying and pooping. So, Peru had a secret alliance with Bolivia. Peru tried to get out of it, but Bolivia declared war on Chile and called to its buddy, Peru. Chile demanded that Peru declare its neutrality, but after Peru refused, Chile declared war on both Peru and Bolivia. In reality, there was the ongoing competition for economic and political control in the area, and it didn't help that Peru and Chile hated each other. The vagueness of the boundaries between the three countries, coupled with the discovery of valuable bird poop deposits in the disputed territories, could only result in war. Chile's army beat the Bolivian and Peruvian armies. Bolivia withdrew from the coast in 1880. Chilean forces occupied Peru, taking its capital of Lima in January of 1881. The remnants of Peru's army waged a guerrilla war, and Chile and Peru finally signed a treaty in October of 1883. Bolivia signed a truce with Chile in 1884. Okay, I know what you're asking. What about stamps? Well, the
3: cool thing about this, and this, I have been collecting these for a long time, it's very difficult to find, but it's way worth people to find them. If you look in the back of Peru in the Scots catalog, you will find a lot of these regional issues they were issued because there was still the war going on, they hadn't declared peace. But these areas were under Peruvian control and then under Chilean control and then under an army control. These are really, really great issues and they are terribly underpriced in Scott's catalog. If you find these guys for full catalog value and you, you'll you get a discount off that, Um, These are really super rare items, especially if they're used. Now, one of the things to be aware of is a lot of the stamps, they have overprints on them which look like cancellations. A lot of times those are not cancels. Those are the marks of the area for which the stamp is legitimate for usage. So you have to know your stuff a little bit. But you, anybody who is looking for rare stuff with a great background story, these back-of-the-book issues of Peru are really, really fascinating. They're great to hunt for. And whenever they go up for auction, they always go for way, way over catalog value, especially if they're on cover. So this is just, you know, we have fun with the bird poop aspect of it. But this is a really rare scarce to find valuable thing that people ignore and it's just a cool area of collecting if you just want to pick it up it's called war in the pacific area and uh the war in the pacific really truly was under brood bird poop you can go ahead and google it we're not making this up
1: some of these stamps are overprinted ipa does that have to do with a microbrewery
3: oh i think so yeah yeah they had an ipa no, I think it's CIPA. Yeah, go to our uh, website, uh, stampshowheretoday.com, and you can see a page of uh, revolutionary stamps. Some uh, These are the really rare ones. Uh, there are much easier ones to find than uh, the ones that are on the website here.
2: Okay. I have a question. Yes? Okay. Well, you know, Scott has his unusual collection. You know, he's got that fish leather stamp and and now we're talking about bird poop you know where I'm going with this right?
3: I do not think that there is a stamp made out of bird poop if that's what you're asking.
2: Good and good lord it should not be a licking stick. (laughs) Oh Oh. I set you up for that Uh, you did you did I did
0: I don't have any new issues.
3: Yeah, you have the Canadian pig stamp.
0: You have the I do cooking.
3: Yeah, down at the bottom the turtles. I mean, it's all it's all Canada, but it's really really cool stamps.
0: There's no information about them.
3: You want to pull up information
0: real quick, or <laughs> I mean, no, sure, no, we sure. Can- no I, I don't have a problem doing it, but you're like. There's these stamps. Oh, no, there's pictures of stamps. There's nothing to read. <laughs> hey, Canada has a picture of a guy, pig guy in armor. Yeah, with a rake.
2: <laughs> nice. So. What in the... Okay, can we... What the hell? Wait,
3: wait, 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 wait. Let, let him read first.
0: I have to find it first.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, okay, I'm looking at this stamp. And... I think I'm going to have, like, really disturbing dreams after looking at this. It's a pig with a rake. And, right. Yeah, that, that's it. It's, it's a pig with a rake. And, and why? It, it, well, it is interesting because, I mean, he's an armor and
3: everything, so that's a weapon. Obviously, that's some sort of a weapon. Um, that's not for, like, uh, raking the sand? I have no clue, but from a weapon standpoint... It doesn't look like a very effective weapon.
2: Yeah. Can you... T- okay, what is it supposed to represent? Well, it's Year of the Pig. So yes. It's a,
3: so it's a pig warrior, probably from, you know, the Monkey Saga. But the, uh, the weapon he has is a rake.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So are
3: you not going to put this into your collection of uh, valuable... Chinese
1: legends
2: Uh,
1: it's a rake with nine tines.
2: uh uh-huh well the thing is okay Canada just pulled the U.S. on this and it's like oh this is cool what 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 is it all about there's nothing to even say what it is I mean not really it's just it's I'm just disturbed
3: Okay, so hold on. I have uh, the website up here. Oh, I got it. I got it. But I want to see if they say what the weapon in his hand is. Oh, it's two stamps also. One is like a full-on, uh, is just a pig. Oh, he's carrying a rake too, so they must be rakes. Yeah, that
0: made sense. They're raking this. s*** that is this episode. <laughs>
2: no <laughs> kidding! <laughs> oh my God, no kidding! Blueberry
0: we can tie it all back together
3: we yeah, can tie it all to poop okay but hold on i want to see why they're carrying rakes
2: i just want to know why Let's
3: see it doesn't say anything of why they're carrying rakes but w- when the one stamp the guy is c- clearly carrying a rake so the second one that isn't a weapon that's mm-hmm. a rake and there's three of them and they represent gluttony prosperity and what's the third one uh laziness laziness, gluttony and prosperity for lusting after pretty women, which is obviously why they have the rake
2: yeah
0: that would be more like harvesting pretty women, I think Oh, if it's a rake <laughs> So today we're going to cover new issues. We're going to cover some Canadian stamps. We have not yet touched on Canada this year. So we're going to try and hopefully maybe get caught up a little bit. The first one we're going to discuss is the year of the pig stamps. My (laughs) year. You're the pig. I'm a rat. My daughter's a rat. My oldest one.
2: Guess what I am.
3: Let me guess. A pig. A Mustang. A horse. No. Oh. A Chihuahua right of- A Chihuahua. Year of the Chihuahua.
0: No. I don't even think that exists. <laughs> no, he's being mean right now.
3: <laughs> She's a dragon.
0: hmm. That's right. I'm a dragon. I'm a dragon, not a lizard. I don't do that tongue thing. <laughs> sorry, stolen from Mulan. Can't help it. <laughs> it's because my wife's the Year of the Dragon as well, so that always comes up. Yeah. Celebrate the Year of the Pig with this booklet of 10 permanent domestic stamps. I believe permanent, is permanent uh, their version of forever, forever stamps? Yeah,
3: because they have the little pea in the uh, oak leaf, or not the oak leaf, sorry, maple yes, leaf. Maple, maple oak leaf. So, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to offend. That's
0: not very Canadian, eh? Eh. The design is inspired by Zhu Bai. Zhu With a colorful character from the 16th century Chinese novel Journey to the West. Banished from a powerful position in heaven, he is reborn into the mortal world as Pigsy, a half... <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I have not pre-read this? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> a half-human, half-pig creature.
3: Half-bear. Um, half Half-man-bear-pig. On
0: the s- <laughs> uh, We're going straight to you know where on this one. <laughs> on the stamp, a proud pigsy is clad in heavenly armor as he carries an enormous muckrake. The year of the pig begins February 5th, 2019, and ends on January 24th, 2020. While the pig is the 12th and final animal. While the pig is the 12th and final animal in the Chinese lunar calendar, this is Canada Post's 11th Lunar New Year issue. Our series concludes in January 2020 with the arrival of the year of the rat.
3: Yay. Rat.
0: Uh, The issue date for these was January 18th, 2019, so we are way late. Mm -hmm. And the stamp designer was Albert, Albert Ng and Jai Pak.
3: Nice stamps. I like them.
0: It's an interesting looking stamp. We said stamps. There's another one that we don't have the description of. It's a $2.65 one.
3: The Pig in Armor is the permanent. Yes. And the uh, other one is a 2 65 because...
0: I don't have the description for that one, though. Yeah. That might be one of that's probably an international rate. Yeah. There is also... Whoop, hang on. I didn't get the title of this one.
3: Oh, okay. Because I was thinking, looking at it without you saying what the title was. Right. It would be like bakery goods? I mean, because except that it has like, what, an ice, ice cream? It's got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's got a bunch of stuff. It looks good, though.
1: Yep. One of the items is a butter tart. And I'm wondering if that's the same butter tart that's immortalized in the song Steal My Sunshine by the group Lynn.
3: I do not know. I do not even know what you are speaking about.
0: It's music, not a podcast.
3: No, but I mean, <laughs> who, Lynn is a group or a.
1: Right. Their big hit is Steal My Sunshine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Don, you know this group?
2: I know the song.
3: Okay. We got to play it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the stamp set is called Sweet Canada. And the description from Canada Post says we are serving up huge helpings of Canadian culinary history with our Sweet Canada stamp issue. This booklet of ten permanent domestic stamps dishes up the origins of five delicious Canadians' desserts and takes you on a tasty trip from coast to coast. The featured desserts are Nanimo bars, Saskatoon berry pie, butter tarts, tart. Don't oh, do su- that. Tart a sucre.
2: nope
0: Sugar pie. And blueberry grunt. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: what happens after you eat it.
0: (laughs) it That's the sound Pigsy makes. (laughs) The fun-shaped stamps are arranged on a recipe card background. The back of the booklet also features a recipe box motif. Rich Rich and chocolatey Nanimo bars have been, if you're Canadian and I screwed that up, I'm sorry, I have no idea how to pronounce that, have been associated with their namesake Vancouver Island City since the no-bake recipe first appeared there in the 1950s. Saskatoon berry pie, notable for the unique apple and almond taste of its fruit, is a true Canadian original. High in fiber, protein, and antioxidants, the berries were once a staple of indigenous people and prairie settlers. Butter tarts have become an object of cultural pride in some Canadian communities, with several Ontario towns boasting the best bakers of these sweet pastries. An indispensable offering at Quebec Patisserie's Tarte à Sucre has, has centuries-old European origins that were adopted by early arrivals to New France. Named for the noise it makes while cooking, Blueberry Grunt has been enjoyed on canada's east coast for generations
3: Hold on, so when you now
0: now i want to make it because i want to know what sound (laughs) it makes exactly i
3: i have never cooked something and had it grunt at me don you're the cook how often do you have grunting food
2: well i've made bubble and squeak and it does do that no (laughs) okay
0: These stamps were issued on April seventeenth, twenty nineteen. The stamp designers were Roy White, Liz Wurzinger of Subplot Design Incorporated. The illustration was by Mary Ellen Johnson. And these are cool because they're actually shaped like the pie is actually kind of the stamp is pie shaped and there's Oh no, these are one fantastic. of the one of the tarts is in yeah. a you uh, know like a a skillet, like a yeah. like an iron. No, I think. Cast that's iron a is that the, oh, might be the grunt. Yeah, I, that's I, the grunt. I don't have a big enough picture to really zoom in on it. It's all 10 of them. But it's actually, the stamp is like circular shaped with a, with a little edge out for the handle and stuff. So okay, they, they do fantastic. They're neat. They're not just square stamps. Yeah. And I like that it's on the, I like that they come on a recipe card that looks kind of cool. Every, every like a very old school index card look.
3: Yeah. Every mm-hmm. stamp that we're discussing here from Canada is A, in my opinion with A-plus being the next one we're discussing.
0: Uh, The next one we are going to discuss is Endangered Turtles. Highlight the plight of endangered turtles with this booklet of 10 permanent domestic stamps. The five pairs of colorful stamps in this booklet depict depict the Blanding's turtle and the spotted turtle. And I'm not even going to try the scientific names, sorry. Both species have been assessed as as endangered by the Committee on the Status of Endangered Wildlife in Canada. Canadian populations of Blanding's turtles are found in Ontario, Quebec, and Nova Scotia. This medium-sized turtle is known for the distinctive upward curve of its mouth, giving the appearance of a perpetual smile. Blanding's turtles can also be identified by their bright yellow throat and distinctive domed shell. Found primarily in shallow waters, Blanding's turtles also make long overland journeys with some females traveling more than 10 kilometers during the nesting season. The spotted turtle is named for the yellow-orange spots that dot its shell, neck, head and limbs. In Canada, the semi-aquatic turtle is often found in shallow bogs, ponds, marshes and bays, as well as slow-moving streams in pockets of central and southern Ontario. One of the province's smallest turtles, its shell measures less than 13 centimeters in length. Habitat loss, road mortality, and illegal collection are among the biggest threats facing Canada's turtle populations today.
3: Now, this stamp, they could have just put the picture of the turtle on the stamp. Mm -hmm. But they got an A+, because the picture of the turtle goes beyond the edges of the stamp. It's like... The turtle is larger than the stamp. It breaks up the borders to it. It's just an impressive looking look. Very well done. Very nice and artistic. It's a drawing instead of a picture, but it is just a fantastic looking stamp, well, in, back, in my opinion. And the
0: background they're set on isn't just like a white background. They've got a picture of... Um, yeah, they're in like It's a like, like a pond with yeah. lily pads. There's a dragonfly floating around at the top.
3: Yeah, yeah. It is very well done, Canada.
0: Well, these are actually pre-order only right now. They're going to be issued on May 23rd, 2019. And the stamp designer was Adrian Horvath. The last one we're going to discuss today is a issue for Canadians in Flight. It says, tip your wings to Canada's rich aviation history with this booklet of 10 permanent domestic stamps featuring all five stamp designs from our Canadians in flight issue. These stamps celebrate two iconic aircraft and three individuals who took Canadian aviation to new heights. The first is, Avro, the, first is the Avro Canada CF-105 Arrow, a fighter interceptor jet capable of flying at more than twice the speed of sound. The second is the Ultraflight Laser. I think that's pronounced right. Laser. Laza air?
3: I have no clue.
0: Ultraflight Laser, a best-selling and award-winning ultralight with a top speed of 64 kilometers per hour. The honored individuals are William George Barker VC, C.H. Punch Dickens OC, and Elizabeth Elsie McGill OC. A First, World War f- a First World War flying ace, Barker is the most decorated military service member in the history of the British Empire. A pioneering bush pilot, Dickens made flights covering 1.6 million kilometers of northern Canadian wilderness. Having been to northern Canada on a plane, there's a lot of wilderness up there. <laughs> McGill is a celebrated role model and trailblazer, the world's first female aircraft designer and an influential advisor to the International Civil Aviation Organization. This set of stamps was issued on March 27th, 2019, and the stamp designer was Ivan Novotny of Taylor Spruels Corporation. And again, this is a really cool set. I like the I like the the plane in the background.
3: It's really a souvenir sheet. This one is much yeah. more a souvenir
0: sheet. Very,
3: very nice looking. Job well done. Oh yeah. It says it's a
0: booklet a of ten, but it only shows a. It only shows them in like a pane of five. Yeah, that is interesting. So I'm not sure if you get two of those sheets or if they're supposed to be side by side or something.
1: Yeah. The sweets is also a, a uh, sheet of ten, but there's only five different.
3: Yeah, so the sweet the sheet obviously folds in the center, and there's five on each side. This one here, they only show one page, but I'll bet you there's two pages that are side-by-side.
1: Side. You know, what's interesting on the sweet sheet is that uh, the stamps are all tilted from one another. They're different from one side to the other. Yeah. So, like, the skillet is about 30 degrees tilted from the skillet on the left side, and I'm wondering... Once these stamps are used and removed from the sheet, can you tell the difference between the left side skillet and the right side skillet?
3: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Are there 10 varieties or are there five varieties? Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to be valueless varieties, but it is, you know, from a completion standpoint, if you can tell the difference. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, why don't we wrap it up? You don't have any closeout stuff in here, so.
3: Nope. Mm -mm, No, you don't. Mm. So should we end abruptly or peter out?
0: I think we should abruptly peter out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. This has been Stamp Show here today, episode number 216. This was Tom. This was Cash. This was Mark.
2: And this is Dawn. You have two new voice messages and one saved message. New message. You have been listening to award-winning Sam Show Here Today, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. Produced and edited by Cash Braithus, with engineering and recording by Tom Schilling. Script and research by Scott Murphy and Mark Leon, and I'm your host, Don Goss. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Podbean, and follow us on Facebook. Visit us at samshowheretoday.com, and thank you for listening. To replay this message, Press 1. To delete, press 7. To save, press 9. From Message saved.
1: There are no more messages. Stamp Show here today. Stamp Show here today.
2: Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.